Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Bonjour. Hello. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. So, some exciting news. Next year, hopefully around March, April time, um, I will be releasing a brand new beginner's course in German. Yes, Deutsch. Um, the, the, this is my Spanish beginner's course from last year. From, uh, well, earlier on, when, we, when, when are we talking about? Middle of 2017. Was uh, extremely popular and went down really, really well because it was all based on story. Story-based learning. The way that it was taught was that you basically, by the time you get to the end of the course, you have read and listened to an entire book in in Spanish, which is the book that I created for the course. And I teach, the way that I teach Spanish during the course is by having you read and listen to that material and then taking bits out to sort of demonstrate to you how the language works. And I was, you know, it was really for me a, a big uh, passion project and it's because it's been uh, so so successful, I'm starting to create this in different languages. And I'm teaming up with Kirsten from fluent.co.uk, a fantastic blogger, wonderful teacher, good friend of mine, um, and happens to be native German and virtually indistinguishable from an English person. In fact, you may remember her from episode 200. I had a conversation with her and Chris from Actual Fluency. Anyway, we are teaming up to create the German version of this course. And so if you fancy learning German through story and having um, Kirsten and I uh, teach it to you, then you will, uh, well, you're in luck. <laughs> we are, we've started work on it already. It's going to take some time because obviously it's a, it's a big project and we want to do it uh, very, as, as well as we can. We've learned lessons from, from the feedback from the Spanish course, which we're also in the process of updating, by the way. So if you are, if you did enroll in the, um, Spanish beginner course, you'll be getting a big updates very soon um, based on the, on the feedback that's all come through. So we're hard at work, very excited about German. It's, it's German, you know, I have to say is a language that I have not spent a great deal of time with myself, which is obviously why I'm, I'm bringing on board um, Kirsten to, to, to work with me on this. Um, but I'm hoping to use this myself as a, as a catalyst to really spend some good time with, with, uh, with German next year. Much more on that in due course. Today's another solo episode, but before we get into that, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show. And if you are not speaking very often the language that you're learning, then you need to start doing that. Because until you do, you will find speaking with people difficult and challenging. Speaking regularly is the best way to become confident in speaking. And the best way to do that is to get lessons through italki, because italki have a huge range of Speak, uh, speakers, yes, native speaker teachers um, to take lessons with and to help you get that all important speaking practice. So the best time to start was yesterday. Today comes a second, close second. And if you would like to get a free lesson, you can go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash free lesson. All right. And today I'm going to tackle a difficult topic that might get me into some hot water, but I don't care because it's been on my mind and, um, and I think it's important to discuss it. We're going to be talking about immersion. Now, immersion is always held up as like the holy grail of language learning, right? It, you know, as much, I think probably more, in fact, in, the, in more and in less informed circles. Whenever you get articles on the internet from, you know, newspapers or whatever about language learning, there's this is automatic assumption that immersion 
is the be all and end all. Like basically, if you can get immersion, then you've won already. You'll become fluent, etc., uh, etc. Et but if you spend time talking to experienced language learners, then you will get a very different picture of immersion. Now, we should start off by saying that immersion obviously is ex- can be extremely powerful. And in the languages that I speak very well, the reason I've got to that level in those languages is because I have, at some point, usually towards the end of the journey, um, had extended periods of immersion of some kind, whether that's through friends or or through traveling or living in the country or, or whatever. Um, so immersion can be extremely powerful, but I think it's a big mistake to promote immersion as the solution to language learning for beginners or even for those, you know, at around an intermediate level. Let's define immersion for a second. The The way that I'm going to describe immersion here is the idea that you spend all your time in a native level environment. So you're doing things like um, going out with native speakers, you know, to the extent that that's possible when, when you're still learning. But anyway, you know, surrounding yourself by native speakers, um, uh, listening to the news, watching TV, doing your reading, listening to podcasts, doing everything you can in the language. That's how I'm defining uh, Im- immersion here. Now, for many people, well, there are, I guess there are two different ways of practically doing this, right? You could go and live in the country and just create this environment for yourself abroad where you are surrounded by the language um, all day, every day, which, of course, is, is easier said than done. Many people, I'd say the majority of people, go abroad to learn a language and end up spending more time with native English speakers uh, than they do, you know, with people of the language that they're learning. Uh, but anyway, you you know, many people do go abroad to do that. The other way to do it is to create this kind of immersion environment at home, whereby, you know, you just do lots and lots of listening and reading and, and news and you just eliminate your native tongue, your native, um, your native language from your life and, and spend all your time surrounded by native, native level stuff. This is, this is what we're talking about here. Okay. Now you may have heard as well, some quite well-known people talking about immersion. There are people in the, in the, in the language learning space who have talked about immersion quite a lot. There's a very well-known guy who doesn't seem to be around anymore, Katsumoto, from a blog called All Japanese All the Time. I don't know Kats. I've read a lot of his stuff. The best I can tell, he doesn't do language stuff anymore. Um, He, and I've written about this before, said that the way he became fluent in Japanese before he ever went to Japan was to basically listen to 10,000 hours of Japanese on his iPod, I guess it would have been at the time, or his MP3 player, while he was... You know, he was sitting in lectures in the US where he's from and, and rather than listen to the lectures, he just listened to Japanese for out, you know, 10 hours a day or something like that. And he says that that's how he became fluent in Japanese. Uh, Gabe Weiner, who was on the podcast a few episodes ago, um, is a great proponent of uh, the Middlebury uh, some programs where they take you and give you like, you know, six to eight weeks of immersion in, in, in the language. Um, he talks about that a lot and he's had fantastic results with it. You probably know people, you know, you know, your, your mate from back home who went to China and was fluent in, in six months. <laughs> there are all kinds of anecdotal stories like this. Now, th- these stories I have, I- I'm sure are absolutely true. 
But the thing is that there is a element of what's called survival bias at play here. Now, survival bias is where you say to yourself, okay, well, he did it, therefore it must be true. Or that guy did it, therefore it it must work for me. Um, you know, an example would be, to take a slightly different approach, uh, Benny Lewis is a fantastically successful um, language blogger, therefore blogging about languages is a great way to, uh, <laughs> to go and earn a living or to, is a great career to have. The fact that Benny's been fantastically successful at it doesn't tell you anything about the many thousands of people who probably started a blog and tried to become a well-known blogger, um, but, 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 but failed or who haven't succeeded yet. So the fact that, to take Katsumoto's example, the fact that Katz listened to 10,000 hours of Japanese and became fluent in Japanese, apparently, um, means that that therefore is a good way to do, to, to do language learning, to learn languages. Survival bias is a big deal, and you see this around a lot. The entire celebrity world is based on the premise of, is based on the fallacy of survival bias. The most visibly successful people who are plastered on front of magazine covers and TV shows are the pop stars and the sports stars. And so we think, okay, well, these people are the, you know, the way to become rich and famous is to be a celebrity of some kind. Whereas in actual fact, the vast majority of people who ever try to become celebrities or famous, they fail miserably. The people who do actually become rich are more likely to be these kind of your local dry cleaner who's just had a very, very solid dry cleaning business for the last 30 years. So the world is full of this kind of stuff. And I've noticed more and more that the immersion is touted as the ultimate language learning thing, usually by people who haven't done it themselves. It's just an assumption. Or they'll, they'll, they'll latch onto someone that has done it and say, um, you know, therefore it is, it is the best thing. The root problem here is that for most people, you're not going to be able to create the kind of immersion experience that leads to success. I remember when I was chatting to Gabe about this and he was talking about the Middlebury thing and it's, it sounds fantastic. I would love to go and do a Middlebury um, immersion course. But let's just think about what that is for a minute. You are off in a, a retreat somewhere for six to eight weeks or maybe longer. And yes, you are in full immersion and you will doubtless emerge on the other side um, speaking very, very well. However, you have been what, what you, the the environment that you're cr- that's created for you there is really fantastical. It is you've got nat- native speaker teachers who are there for you, activities organised for you day in day out, positioned perfectly at the level that you need in order to be successful and learn at that level. It's not immersion in the, in the in in the classic sense of actually just going and dumping yourself in the country. It is really, if anything, it's a very highly structured teaching program that is virtually impossible for anyone to engineer out in the real world. So, if you were at home trying to recreate, uh, you know, Gabe's experience in Middlebury, for example, you're not going to be able to do it. You'd have to hire teachers to be around you twenty four seven. Who give you this? Who are going to give you this structured program and always speak to you at the right levels so you can understand? If you did the the equivalent of just going off to um, Germany, and for example, in the case of German, and uh, and trying to surround yourself by native speakers every day, well, you see, there are certain people that can just do this naturally. They have a, sp- a special social gift, and they're going to be able to to do that somehow. But the vast majority of people are much more likely to spend their their whole time there. Um, just meeting Germans who will speak to them in English, um, not finding the right situations, probably being a bit lonely, um, getting, uh, you know, 
dissatisfied or, or borderline depressed at their at their lack of uh, of progress. You know, not not to be too, not to put too much of a downer on it, but this is the reality. Uh, Benny, when he went to do, his, you know, he was he wrote about this at great length when he went to do his his Mandarin project in Taiwan. He wrote a lot about how he've, you know, and this is a guy who's extremely experienced at language learning. Uh, wrote a lot about he f- how he felt pretty depressed and, and and stressed during his time there because he couldn't make any friends who would be authentic friends with him. He couldn't get that that immersion experience, and so he resulted he resorted to basically sitting at home and studying at home. Okay, he was in Taiwan, but he may as well have been in Alaska, you know, because this immersion experience is very very elusive. Immersion only works if you are able to go full on enough for long enough and stay positive enough to make it successful. And it's simply not practical for most people. As a study strategy, it leaves a lot to be desired. You don't understand anything. There's no structure. It's not enjoyable. No one enjoys just sort of sitting there and just being uh, deluged with um, with with un, un, incomprehensible stuff. My experiences with uh, with real immersion were, were also not particularly good. I mean, when I was in, um, but you know, it's the thing. Like, every time I, I I have been in this kind of immersion experience, the things that I didn't like about it were often as much to do with the non linguistic stuff as the fact that I maybe didn't have friends in the place that I that, that I was, or or for, you know, associated reasons. But again, linguistically, I remember when I was in, when I first went to Paris and I tried to, to speak French with people in Paris, when I was in Japan and Egypt, speaking Japanese and Arabic, you know, when you're actually out there on the street trying to talk to people, it's really hard and you can't learn very easily because it's just, it's just too far above your level. You're overwhelmed with unknown stuff. Um, and then in all, in each of those circumstances in order to learn i just kind of retreated to my to my flat and would study by myself and then i would go out and find uh tutors and language language exchange partners who could actually help me do stuff more at my level immersion really becomes effective when you can already hold your own so when you're a decent a good strong intermediate level and then you can go abroad and you can you can immerse yourself because you can already have a conversation you can already communicate and everything everything else that you or the exposure that you get while you're there is then comprehensible, which means you can you can learn it. And of course, there's that magic word, comprehensible, it comes back to this this theme on the podcast recently of comprehensible input, which um, you know I, we first started talking about in the interview with Stephen Krashen in episode two twenty. The most effective way to learn, the quickest way to learn a language is to be surrounding yourself and immersing yourself in, uh, maybe I shouldn't use the word immersing, <laughs> but immersing yourself in comprehensible input. So it's surrounding yourself, spending your time with language that is just slightly above your own level. And you can't get that from immersion. If you do, if you are a beginner and you immerse yourself, you will get there eventually. You will eventually become highly fluent. But it's going to take a long time and you're going to go through a lot of pain in the process. And, uh, you know, the exception, of course, being that particular kind of person that just really enjoys being really out of their depth and kind of thrives in that in that circumstance. And, and there are people who are like that. I, I know that, that I'm not personally. And so really for, the, for, for immersion, the big question is, what's the opportunity cost? 
What's the opportunity cost of all this immersion? All right, it may feel good to be just sort of uh, to be just surrounding yourself all the time with, with language flying at you from every corner. But what else could you be doing your, with your time? How else could you be spending your time? Could you be making faster progress by doing things in a, in a different way? And I think for most people, in all, in in almost every circumstance, the answer uh, is well, you could be using your time in, in a far in far better ways. And of course. Those ways are everything we we talk about here um, on the podcast. It is uh, all the tactics that I that I try to to, to pick apart from um, my experiences, learning languages, talking to others, interviewing others, seeing what they have to say. And um, yeah, so there we go. Rant over. I hope that is uh, that's given you some food for thought. You may well disagree with me. And that's absolutely cool. The way to publicly disagree with me and let me know how and why is by going to the show notes where you can pour your heart out, tell me everything I, I'm wrong about. And you can do that by going to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash episode 233. Okay, one more time. That's IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash episode 233. If you'd like to ask me a question for me to answer on the show, then you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash ask. There's a widget there that you can you can use on your phone, on your iPad, wherever you may be, and you can record a question and, and I will answer it. Now, at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And this is something I haven't mentioned for uh, for a while, but I, I was actually going to talk about something else. But I, th- I think I'll mention this because... You know, many of you may have been experimenting with this immersion thing, and you may have kind of suspected deep down that actually it's not doing very much for you. And so you, and you, so you wonder, well, what's the best way to, you know, what should I do? And obviously, on the on this podcast, you know, we now have two hundred and thirty three episodes. I have hundreds of blog posts on the blog. Sometimes you just want a very simple, straightforward process laid out for you, right? You just want to know, okay, here's what to do. And here's how to do it. And I have a course called Language Learning Foundations, which essentially is my prescription for language learning. So what I do is I I show you step by step from beginning to end exactly how to learn in such a way that brings you progress. So, for example, you have everything from choosing the right materials to having your first conversations to learning and memorizing vocabulary to uh, practicing your listening skills so you can understand, to staying motivated, to organizing your weeks, so you know, which activities are doing which order. It is very difficult to be prescriptive about these things, of course, because everybody learns in different ways. But what I tried to do with this course is really just tease out all the key elements, the main ingredients of a dish that actually bring it all together and, and, and give you that dish. And then, of course, you can add as many extras and toppings and things as you want. But if you feel like you, you know, you've been listening to the podcast for a while, perhaps you've been researching, doing a lot of YouTube watching, perhaps, and uh, and you still find yourself in a in a place where you're not quite sure exactly uh, how to be studying every day, then you might benefit from um, going through the course. I made it for you, after all, and um, I'd love to have you as a student on the course. If you'd like to to try language learning foundations, you can go to the website, which is IWillTeachYourALanguage.com, and there'll be a tab on there well actually the website's about to change so it might be a bit different but if you if you if you have a look around the website there'll be a, a place where i show you the uh, the various courses that we have have a look out for language learning foundations have a, have a look at the information see if it sounds like it's right for you and um, if it is then um, i invite you to be part of it all right thank you very much for listening see you next time
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a, a, a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course. 